Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and Zombie Cast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Geeks and gamers, furries and ninja robots. Wow. I was coming in strong and then I lost it. This is Horseplay Live. Today is Saturday, May 12th. Yes, we're off schedule again. And this is episode 228 of Horseplay. I'm going to call this one Free Comic Book Day Hall and Random Rubbish. Pretty on the nose again. I'm not as clever with the titles anymore. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I'm your bald, bear lizard host, Yogizilla. This will be another short episode. I got a uh, dinner cooking in the crock pot. I got to check on stuff, make sure we eat at a decent hour today. But um, today we'll uh, talk about, we'll have some news, some stuff happening on the home front. And uh, yeah, that is the plan. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. I do want to say though, actually, if you are new to the show, uh, make sure you check us out at geekyantics.net. If you want to leave us voicemail or text us, 646-801-2149. What else is good? Facebook is still good. Look up Geeky Antics. you can find us there. And I'm Yogizilla everywhere, mainly Twitter and Xbox Live these days. Um, of course, if you want to join us at Discord, geekyantics.net forward slash Discord. I want to give you some places. I'm not going to bother talking about our usual schedule because I have been keeping up with it. Shame on me. But anyway... Let's just str- jump straight into Meanwhile Back at the Ranch. What has been going on since we last talked? So we did a quickie last, uh, se- was it last? No, f- last Friday, which was May 4th. Yes. So that was a very, very, very busy weekend, because we have uh, May the 4th. And May the 4th be with you, all Star Wars. And then Saturday, there's a bunch of local stuff going on, including the Columbia County... 
uh, yard sale, which goes from like 7 a.m. to like noon. You, you gotta get in there early because they have a shit ton of stuff on sale, and a lot, unlike most yard sales, there's a lot of new stuff. They have these expensive German knives that are pretty high quality. I forget what they're called. Um, usually, you're spending like you know a few hundred or even over a thousand per knife. It's ridiculous. They're selling them for like fifty or hundred bucks a pop. Authentic, no less, too. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, they had appliances and all kinds of crap. Um, yard sales are fun. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I don't really like big crowds. And that's become more the case the older I get. And I'm, I really want to shop. And, I, and Amazon is spoiled me. Because now I just, whatever I want, just go on there, boom, 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 done. But every now and then, you know, it's nice to mingle. You can network a little bit, right? And you can catch some stuff. They may not be in where you actually want it or need it. And you think about it, like, oh. They have this Bavarian knife sharpener. Like, you set it to a coarse or a fine sharpen. Um, it's pretty neat the way they did it. And that thing restores crappy knives to really good shape. So, um, some interesting stuff. And, of course, you had Free Comic Book Day. Um, Cinco de Mayo. And a shit ton of stuff uh, happening all over the, the U.S. Probably all over the world. I don't know how big of a deal Cinco de Mayo is. But it felt like everybody was up to something. You know, uh, Avengers opening weekend, wasn't it? Last weekend? I mean, Jesus. No, that, just last weekend was the second weekend it was open. But still, still lots of hu- hubbub. Um, the Avengers love is going strong. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, crazy weekend and uh already this weekend is just about halfway over and it's so much i gotta do before before i jump to the work week it's like uh where does the time go um my dog still won't shut the fuck up uh our puppy is like the ringleader she starts howling uh little little one's a tana yes named after the dc character she starts yelping (laughs) i can't even do it if she said she's either barking like a chicken or I've been clucking, barking. It's buck, 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 buck. Or she's freaking making this really annoying, um, yuppie, whiny sounds. It's, 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 it's uncanny. And then, uh, Kaya, who's usually the most well-behaved of, of the lot. Uh, Lila, she's currently living somewhere else because of stupid community breed restrictions. And then we don't want to get into it with people. Like, your, your dog is scary. Like, no, she's a sweetheart. She just looks scary. Um... She's got a big old yard and a farm to play on, so I miss her, but shit happens. But, uh, yeah, Kaya, uh, Kaya joins in too. Not as loud or persistent as the rest of them, but Jesus. Uh, definitely a cat guy. <laughs> now, let me, let me take that back. I love dogs, but don't get little dogs. I'm gonna get a mixed breed that has little dog mixed in. Because they're yelpy, and they never shut up, and they always want to play, and they just... When you're old, it's too much shit. When you're young, it's great. You wanna, if you're an outdoorsy person, then go to the park, go rock along the river, great. I ain't doing all that shit. That's too much work. My weekends are to decompress and relax and re-energize for the next, the next work week. That's pretty much my life. Adulting's tough, guys. Young bucks don't know what you got in, you're, what you're in for yet. You complaining now? Wait, wait till the real stuff happens. Reality hits you like a eighteen wheeler. Mm-hmm. I had this strange uh, 
Blue Box of Death on my computer today. Uh, it was only on one of my monitors. So I was thinking, okay, this could be a Windows thing, but I've never seen this before. But it looks, you know, it looks like a window used to be there, but it's gray down the middle and had a blue border. So I said, you know, these monitors have demo modes, and I remember this being a demo mode where it split one half and show you what it looks like when it uses the sharpen special mode versus just um, plain, dull, washed-out screen. And then it looked kind of like that. And so I said, ah, let's see, let me look around. No one had a real answer. People say, oh, just run the Windows Fix-It tool or reinstall everything. It's like, no. So I did the smart thing. I, I, you always, you, this is the thing about troubleshooting. A lot, even a lot of IT people get this wrong. I would say most that uh, I've worked with or worked for me get it wrong. Because we tend to just think about the advanced techniques. We try to overcomplicate things. We jump straight into the crazy shit. Oh, let me write some binary, you know. Can't keep simple, you know. It's like, all right. Instead of just saying, "Hey, what's the IP address subnet mask?" You got people that are like, they want to show off that they're they passed the Cisco exam. Good for you. So did I. And they're like, "Oh, is it a SLOS twenty four or SLOS 20? Ooh, like, no one, no one cares. Right, great, you could do binary and, and figure out, you know, what those slashes convert to. Good job, but in for the most for most folks that doesn't come into play unless you're working with Cisco stuff. And now Cisco has WYSIWYG. You use vManage and other tools to manage it through a GUI. So you have to use the CLI. So take a second. And I was tired this week, I like said the dumbest thing I've ever said. And I was like we were trying I was trying to help these engineers from our customers uh, IT department fix something on there's something on our network because they insist on having their equipment on premise. I said, well, yeah, I'll just VLAN it and you could go on our network, but I'm not going to give you your own circuit and have to support another thing. And plus, we have fiber and it's super fast, so it's a synchronous connection. You know, enjoy. I actually slipped up and I said asynchronous. No, synchronous means up, you know, same both ways, you know, duplex, full duplex, you know. Your up is your down. You know, and then I like this cable modem that oh, I got 200 megabit download and 4 megabit upload. Good job. You know, burstable fiber, so we can get that thing up to 200 megabit if you want to, both ways. Ooh, that thing is beautiful. Anywho, I gave them the, all the information for their, um, their public IP, what the NAT is, what the static route is, blah, 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 gateway address. And I, he's like, oh, it's a little slash. What? What? What's the slash? What? I tell him what the subnet mask is: two five five, two five five, two five five. That's zero, right? Yeah, any, any one of those, anything. That's a twenty-four slash twenty-four. It's ba- basic, you know, class C address, IP address. Well, I slipped up, and I don't know why. I was looking at paperwork, and it said uh, slash thirty, and it said slash thirty-two. Which, if you do that. It basically will make it so that no IP address can ever be reachable because the 32-bit thing doesn't really exist. You know, it's almost like setting up a loopback app address. Almost, uh, it's probably not a good way of explaining. It. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying not to get too technical. Um, but ISP has written down as slash 30, which is wrong too as well because DHCP was assigned in slash 24. Yeah, you know, the simple way to look at it is. Uh, 
each octet and IP address is uh, you know they call it octets because it's an 8-bit um, block so 8 plus 8 that's 16 8, 8, 16 plus 8 is 24 so it refers to the First three octets. It basically says the last eight octets are your um, your uh, host network, uh, so to speak. I forget the terminology. Now, see, I'm rusty. Yeah, I assure you, I'm certified. But you know, the thing is, on the field, you don't need half of this shit. It's all just theoretical crap that you just spew out to you know do dick measuring and see and measure see if someone's really as smart as they say they are, or if they're at least paper smart. There's a lot of paper smart guys that can throw around all this stuff and do binary conversion and hexadecimal conversion, but then when it comes to the simple troubleshooting, they're like, Pfft. so anyway, all that to say, you know, simple troubleshooting steps. Think about the simplest step you could take to, to, to figure out what the real issue is. So I just swapped monitors. Lo and behold, monitor worked fine. Did I have the box? So I said it has to be hardware related. So I tried to do a manufacturer reset on the monitor that didn't fix it. I did the next best thing. I unplugged it and let it sit for a little bit. Unplugged from the power, everything. Plugged it back in. Lo and behold, the box is gone. It isn't even time to breathe. That's all. Yep, that's the equivalent. Uh, mon- even monitors need a reboot. Since that's the simplest way to reset them. So um, yeah, blue box to death. Pwned your ass. Good thing. But got me thinking. Um, I've been fighting uh, upgrading Windows to Windows 10. On my PCs, a majority of them have it. My thing, I'm gonna finally do it on mine. Uh, that's gonna be a, a weekend project. I'm gonna just move files around, make sure everything's backed up, just fucking get it done with. The uh, problem is, a lot of software that I use isn't Winston compatible, and it's discontinued, and it's already paid for, or you don't, you can't find it anymore. So I'm like, ah, I have to find equivalent tools for that. Yeah, it's such a hassle. Reinstall everything. And the really the reality is there's only so much that I use, you know. I'm not playing doing much PC games, so I just gotta install Steam when I wanna play something I'll have to install those games. Um, Discord, right? Yeah, OBS for streaming. Cause of course you gotta have Audacity, antivirus software. You know. Drivers of course. But usually the Win 10 install is pretty good about installing those to boot. Um, Blizzard client need that for my Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm. So yeah, start off clean. Clean, clean, clean. I mean, I have to blow out a bunch of data directories and just start off fresh. Most of my data is running off of the... Only my high-end games run off of my SSD and then I got a big mechanical hardware for the lower end games I don't need that extra performance and all my data so I really kind of set the stage for that when you're r- r- working off a single hard drive it's a pain in the ass to do that because then you have to like create installation media and make sure your data is backed up and you can't really stage it somewhere else you know so anyway think you out loud I've been putting it off and I found out that you can still get the free Windows 10 upgrade if you just use the the English Win 10 upgrade us um, for Great Britain and just change it to EN-US instead of EN-GB it still works so good it should be giving that shit away I'm still not a fan of Win 10 we were doing Win 10 upgrades at work it's way better than the 8 but I'm not sold on it uh, performs pretty well I'll give it that 
But I feel like there's like just a lot of shit in there that I don't really care about. It's just adding, making a bigger footprint than that's, that's needed. Um, Windows 7 Ultimate has been really good. It's been my uh, Windows 2000, you know. It's just lightweight, runs smooth, computer boots up in seconds. And I like it. So Windows 10, I gotta say, it does have boot, good boot time. So we will see. Um... I don't know if I'll do that next weekend, but eventually it's like, it's like a band, you just gotta pull it, you know? Anywho, Avengers, that's the thing, right? Lots of spoilers all over the place, I need to see the movie. I think it's, uh, last episode I said I was gonna watch it, hopefully, and then be able to report it, and I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, but I did get to catch up on Legion, a couple other shows, which I didn't catch up on Gotham, I just realized I missed a few episodes for last, and I might be a little mini-binge tonight. Um, and, um, what else did I watch? Expanse is back. Oh, that show is still fantastic. Um, I'm thinking about an episode behind on, on S.H.I.E.L.D., but they did their crossover into, um, Infinity War, instead of, I guess what it's called, the Avengers for this. Because apparently, the Confederacy is not the biggest threat. Is a bigger threat, and the Confederacy was kind of a buffer, but they they're saying, "Yeah, we can't stop this, so good luck." <laughs> and they were just trying to just get get uh, Earth's resources before we got destroyed. Um, so that, that's that's that shit was pretty great. I got I got some chill. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, let's do some quick news, and then we'll bounce back to the main segment tonight, uh, the uh, free comic book day. So. Um, Twitter announced that there's a security flaw. Uh, if you haven't logged in recently, you better go on there. Apparently, they were saying, oh, well, you know, we uh, store passwords and encrypting methods, so we don't know what they are. But we didn't realize that logs were storing them in clear sites. Like, what? Why are you logging the passwords that people are entering? Like, what kind of shit is that? Are you just logging everything indiscriminately? That's like basic coding shit. So now, you know, they, they said, hey, you know, just to be extra careful, you may want to change your password here on Twitter and anywhere you, you use the same password. Major pain in the ass. So if we don't got enough shit to do. Nintendo um, has been announcing a bunch of shit, and I won't pretend to know everything they said. I know that they announced Nintendo Online to be 20 bucks a year, which is really good. And um, they said they're not doing virtual console anymore, per se. Instead, what they're going to have is Nintendo Classics, and that gives you access to NES games with your subscription. Kind of like Game Pass, but it's all built in. And for 20 bucks, I think, you know, it's a good deal. Um, anything more, I think they'd be pushing it, because let's just face it, Nintendo has no idea how online works. And here's the other thing. Um, they really need to get to a point where that virtual library follows you. So you're not buying it for each console. You know, I went kind of high to heavy into the Wii, and, you know, that shit didn't, didn't come with you. So it's like, what's the point? You want to build up a collection, a library, and then it's gone. So, fuck that. I mean, I get it. Digital content, you never truly own it, but that's part of my gripe. See, physical, you always own it. Unless someone steals the shit, it's yours forever. You know? I think they could do to pull a license or make it so it doesn't play, but there's usually ways around that. Digital, pull it out of your library, 
Oh, it's gone. Oh, well. Um, so, Nintendo seems to be doing some stuff now. They're making some good moves. Uh, good on them. I heard about some uh, possible crossover stuff they're going to be doing. And um, licensing deals where they're going to be able to... I think they were talking to Sanrio. I'm like, what are they going to do? Put Hello Kitty characters in their games? I don't know. But they're trying to expand their universe it looks like. So, might see some good mashups. You know, they finally started doing, you know, cross-play type stuff. So it seems like they're really re- learning what this online stuff is all about. Um, but I guess, then again, I guess that's not really their market. But then you look at this and you go, well, the whole Nintendo Classic thing is all NES games. They're going for the older game, and most of us old farts, we've, we've kind of evolved past the single-player stuff. Or, better yet, we've always been into the couch experience, you know, handing a controller to a friend or, you know, old Atari uh, ColecoVision television games, you know, they had two-player modes, so then they have four-player modes, you know, there's all kind of stuff they were doing, um, even that early on, so I feel like multiplayer has always been big, and but, you know, depends who you talk to, uh, you know, if you look at the numbers... Multiplayer game is stronger than ever. But if you listen to some gamers, they're like, eh, no, you know, I just want some good single-player content. I'm not one of those. But if you like that, you got Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, and if not, for people that enjoy online experiences, Xbox and PC. That's what I say. Yep. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, And there might be some potential partnerships. Nintendo partnered up with Microsoft... You know, that would be interesting. That would that would completely change the game. Because think about it. The Switch is a mobile platform, and it's also a living room experience as well. Um, different from what Sony and Microsoft are offering. So if they chose to do more cross-play, license-out properties, stuff like that, Nintendo could provide the, the mobile experience, the mobile side of it. So, there's a lot of potential there. Um, and then maybe I actually would care about Nintendo again. Now it's kind of like, eh, no compelling reason to own a Switch other than finding something to f- blow your money on. Um, that's what retirement fund is for. They can blow your money. So, anywho, let me go over uh, my hauls from um, pre book Day. Last year I got Mega Man, which is now no longer being made. That's one of the Archie Comics joints. Um, but I think they got to come up with a new new series on that. You know, they always stop it for a little bit and come back. That's Sonic Universe, Attack on Titan, Star Trek The Next Generation, Captain Canuck. He's, the, he's a Canadian superhero. Betty and Veronica. Uh, Spill Knight. Got a Marvel reading chronology guide. Sec- uh, Marvel Secret Empire. Those were the free ones. Then I got Stephen King to stand because I like Stephen King. And I got Saga. Which volume is this? Volume 7. Like, once in a while, I like to buy random volumes just to poke in and see what the story is all about. And you know, Saga, I think, is a good one where you can just jump in and out. And I don't really care about the progression of things. It's like the random shit that happens. Like, okay, cool. There's a lot of penises in this volume. Sure. But, uh,. So that was just one bag. This year I got like two bags of stuff. And I bought a bunch of stuff. But I only spent under 100 bucks, Which 
If you haven't been in a hobby shop and you have a Pulse and you consider yourself a real geek, I would say that's actually pretty good. Um, these weren't free, but they were 25 cents each. Deja Thoris. Reminded me of the old Conan. The barbarian art. Sheena. The Queen of the Jungle. That's 25 cents. They had a whole bunch of cool swag. I actually came early this time before everything was gone. Yeah, they had these mini DC comics. Um, everything was 20% off in the store, including board games and minis and all that stuff. Um, but they had uh, these like Star Wars pens. So you could have Obi Wan in your pocket. What's uh? Oh, what's freaking Samuel Jackson's character? I freaking lost it. One of the council members. DC Nation number zero. 25 cents for that one. Three all new stories. Free comic here, The Amazing Spider-Man. And most of these are promos, they don't have any number on them. Plus, learn everything. Learn about everything Infinity inside. Such a cross-selling thing. Uh, the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, plus Captain America. Um, Overwatch, these are all free right now, by the way. Doctor Who, this one's the 2018's Epic Journey starts here. I can't wait for the new season. Die Kitty Die, which is very um, archy looking. I like the art style. But apparently it's Astro Comics. Transformers, Unicron, The Head Lopper. That was one I, I got from one of the boxes, a thick um, volume. Maybe about 30, 40 pages. Not that, not that big, but uh, bigger than just a regular comic. Maybe about twice the size of a comic, actually. Headlopper. Looks like it'll be fun. Get this for one of the kids. Disney uh, Princess Little Mermaid. The Meta Baron looks very cyberpunk. A Brief History of the Tank Girl. Uh, this one only had two stories in it. And I haven't read most of these yet. Uh, Dissension. War Eternal. Words of, uh, Words of Aspen. Oh, Words of Aspen, South 18. That's from Aspen Comics. So Dissension, War Eternal, and New Way. Dissension looks really interesting. New Way, hmm. Looks like a martial arts thing, but I'm not really keen on the art style. Uh, this is a good sci-fi one here. These are all free, by the way. Relay. And, uh, Howard Lovecraft, Big Book of Summer Fun. So I think those are the free ones. And I separated it to the paid ones. Ah. I got a lot more than I should have been getting, because it's like, usually like a five... Every store does it different, but in my store, we do five free comics limit per person. But I bought a lot of shit, so I'm like, fuck you guys. I also bought Suro, the board game. I was, I've been meaning, meaning to buy it for a long time. That game is fun, and it's so quick and easy to set up. It's tile-based, and basically you just make a maze as you go along, and yet you force people to follow that path, and if you force them off the board, then you kill them, and the last person standing wins. You can also kill each other at the same time. That's pretty fun, too. Your paths cross. Um, thank you, Tabletop. We're waiting for that. So I got Legion, Issue 2, Trauma. This is from the Marvel Legacy series. Plus bonus digital content. And it looks like now everything is rebooted from everyone. DC and Marvel. Um, uh, X-Men Gold, 20, number 27, Part 2. It's got Colossus in the front with some machine hooked up to him. 
And um, who's that crying off his reflected the reflection on the skin? I recognize her. Um, oh god, what's her name? I recognize this. I can't remember her name. X Men Blue. This looks more like the classic X Men. You got um, Sentinel holding uh, Storm in his fist, and Wolverine. Is that Wolverine? Looks more like Dokken being burned to a crisp. Of course, he recovered from that. Those look like bone. They don't look like adamantium um, coated claws. This is X Men Blue number 26. Uh, X Force, because why not? This is a dollar for issue number 13. Um, has cable in the front and his, half his face is missing. This is Blowout. Like, sure. I like to just get random shit. And then if the story is interesting, then maybe I'll pick up the rest. Um. The young alien, the young ally. Sorry, what does Emma Frost of the X Men want with Firestar? Interesting cover. I like the way they drew Emma too. She's such a sexy vixen, troublemaker too, no less. And this is number six, I guess, of uh, Young Allies. A buck can't beat that. All new X Men number one. I'm not too sure if I like this art style and the, the take on these characters. They all have like these anime style eyes. Is that Hawk Girl? No, that Hawk Girl not. No, that's not. I'm thinking DC. Um, what's her face? Is that a mini? Is that a young cyborg? That's Archangel. That's Cyclops. Everybody looks young. Iceman looks young and bright faced. Only a buck. Bonus digital content. Got Dokken, the Dark Wolverine. And I really like this because of the cover. It's number 13. It's featuring Moon Knight. I like Moon Knight. Uh, he's saying, So tell me about your mother. And Dokken's laying down, playing with his claws. Blue, what are you doing? Wolverine and Black Cat. Claws 2. Number 2 or 3. A buck. Got Wolverine number 73. That's a dollar. The Thors, number one. This shows all the different Thors. Avengers, number one. Of the new. The reboot. Got a lot of shit. I, of course, I had to pick up uh, Action Comics number 1000. This one's pretty thick, too. Got a lot of stuff. Got some Batman. Got Suicide Squad. Got Labyrinth. Got Walking Dead, number 179. And I got Walking Dead, volume 29. The Lines We Cross. Which goes ahead of where they're at on the show. I just wanted to kind of... See what I went ahead for. And kind of see how things differed. Um, very interesting how much the show uh, has taken creative liberties. This is good. I don't want it to be one for one. I want to be surprised. So I'm kind of glad I put Pete the heads. Like, I have some idea where they're going with it, but could also be pleasantly surprised. And that's all I got. I can tell the household's getting restless, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, if you want to connect with me again, geeky into the net force as Discord and meet the gang there. Geeky into the net force at podcast. Check out some of our other shows, you know, and of course check out the blog while you're there too. Look up geeky antics on Facebook. And what else? I'm using everywhere, Twitter, Xbox Live mainly these days. And yeah, leave us voicemail or text us six four six eight zero one two one four nine. And with that, we'll see you next week. Peace. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 229 of Horseplay Live. We're titling this one, 
Let's see, what can we call it? I think we'll call it King of Tokyo Smash Rabbit and Blops 4. Yep, kind of out of nose. That's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. Well, a lot of people talk about Black Ops 4, so I might as well especially my quick thoughts on that. Just jump right in. Now, I guess this episode will be more of episode 228.5, but that's hard to track, so we'll just append this to the end of that episode since that is old anyway. So, yeah, I should probably edit the scene so that's reflected. Yep, amateur hour here. Anyway, I'm uh, Yogi Zilli, a bald bear lizard host. And uh, I looked at the reveal, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are excited about it. I- I've lost the excitement of uh, Black- of Call of Duty. But the one thing I will say is it's funny how they're trying to copy Rainbow Six in a way. If Rainbow Six Siege, to me, is, is the best tactical shooter out there. I don't see anybody dethroning it anytime soon. And I'm looking at all this stuff. They're talking about slowing it down and... You know, the cl- making the specialists more pronounced by giving them specific kits. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that you know, Rainbow Six Siege wasn't the f- first game to do it. But it's probably the best to do it. So, there's a little promise here. And, I, you know, of course, they're going to have a Battle Royale mode in there. They're talking about uh, boots on the ground, you know. No thrusting and no health regeneration. It's going to be more of a gravitas to the battle. Okay. I guess Taylor, I am a slacking bum. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But, uh, I'm not going to say meh either. I'm going to say uh, I'll probably jump on it. But, uh, not something I'm super excited about. Bionic Commando hooks? <laughs> I guess, you know, I do like Bionic Commando, so. that's That does work for me. So the specialists from Black Ops 3 are coming back. This is a big deal. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it looks pretty. Call of Duty games always do. So we'll see. This Maybe this will be a game that will be on rotation. But, uh... I, I find it hard to see any uh, shooter replacing Rainbow Six Siege for me. Especially a uh, tactical shooter. And that's all I got to say on that. Uh, this will be a quick episode. I just wanted to get one in the bank. And I keep saying that. This is like third month saying that. <laughs> uh, a lot of shit going on. I gotta fire someone at work. But fortunately we'll be able to put him in another department. He's just not gonna work out for IT. So there's that. Uh, got a shit ton of projects going on. Uh, you know, the wonderful world of IT. It's uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. It's hard to find reliable people, right? Right now, the theme of the week has been having vendors and contractors that just, I feel like I need to hold their hand and wipe their ass for them. You know, and it's like, at a certain point, if you gotta really spoon feed people and uh, explain how to do their job and how you want it done, you know, you gotta go explain all the specific steps. At that point, after a certain point, it's just, it's just like, oh, maybe I should just do it myself because I literally just put, did all the legwork for you. Uh, for one, we're doing a phone system upgrade. And uh, yeah, I, I was very careful. We did, I, I set up uh RFP process. Down it down from 20 plus potential providers to about a pool of eight or nine. Then it came down to like four, finally selected one. And, you know, now I'm kind of regretting the decision just a little bit. 
but I still think it's better than the other choices that were out there. But Jesus, I mean, you know, you know how it is with salespeople. Once they have the contract, once they have the deal, all of a sudden their tune changes. You get pushed back, and they're not as friendly and accommodating anymore. It's like, well, if you need to do this, then that needs to come with a change order. Well, it doesn't need to be a change order because it was part of the original spec, you know. And I should have to keep reminding people this is what needs, this is how it needs to be done. This is how it needs to be done. And then the you know the tenth time, oh wait, do you want this done? That was a part of the original plan. It's like, oh my fucking god, just fucking do your job. What's the point of hiring professionals, third parties? This is why I think outsourcing. You always see a, a, a trend where outsourcing gets a surge, right? Everything's just getting outsourced, and then people start going back to in-house. You know, but I think it's going to be really strong now. In the coming years, things are going to be coming back to the internal because you have very little control when you're at the mercy of a vendor. It's easier to transition things when you have full ownership of it and visibility. You know, you outsource stuff, and there's certain things you just can't outsource without being at the mercy of of the vendor. Because then if you want to leave, it's like, well, we still got all your stuff, so you got to wait till we release it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so you have to have some contingency plans for that, and uh, it, but it's, it's fucking annoying. And then, you know, I agree, that's sort of nothing. You know, now everybody's going towards the whole SaaS model. You know, software as a service, everything has to be subscription based. Our, our VP is really big on that, and um, I agree. For some things, you want a mature product. You don't want to have software developers and have to build everything from scratch. There's an established product. Go with that. But there's something to be said about on-premise servers and doing shit in-house. You know, like the Office 365 stuff, that stuff is cool. You know, uh, putting SharePoint on the cloud, sure. Um, using Yammer, having the Office 365, you know, the software suite for Office... Visio Online even, that's good too. Exchange Online, not really sold. And I don't really and I'm not really sold on having Azure A D having all your domain services be, you know, on the cloud. You know. There's a number of issues with it. Um, but you know, one of the biggest things is that you lose a lot of control through the global policy. There's stuff ways you could do it through the cloud, but it ain't the same. It just ain't. And then when you're stuck in that awkward transition, if you don't have a uh, federated I- identity, then people are confused. With, oh, is that taking my password? No, because you just use your domain password, your Windows password, not your Office 365 password. Oh, what a pain in the fucking ass. Software as a service is a joke and a scam. And, and, you know, and then what people realize is, people don't realize that it's more expensive long term. It is super expensive. You know... The amount of money we're spending now monthly just to pay for seats on Office 365. You figure with the server, and we've had this conversation before, I know, we had this rant before. I'm having deja vu. But, you know, you, you have a server, you, it, you know, servers can last quite a while. And, you know, hardware-wise, you know, the, the requirements do not change that drastically. So you could get a solid five years easily. You could push even... I see servers run, you know, close to that 10-year mark. So by then, they've more to pay for themselves, you know. 
on a three, uh, you know, doing the math, you know, two or three years, depending on the size of the organization, pretty much will pay for the server cost, only a server and then some. And you still have time to have two or three system administrators. You still have money to have two or three system administrators, depending on how generous you want to be with them. Or one really solid one, like me. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, and the servers are 10 plus years old. The hardware hasn't changed that drastically. And now, you know, operating system is a lot more f- efficient. So, you can streamline it so that they run well. It's all about the licensing, you know. So, you look at the cost of, you know, Office 365. I know some Microsoft is pushing everybody towards, but I'm not sold. So, there's that. Uh, doing a bunch of uh, network infrastructure upgrades. There's, there's a lot of shit going on at once, so that's why I haven't... Been keeping the schedule. And I apologize, folks. I've just been beat. Ugh. I think it's gonna be a lot of long nights this week, uh, drawing network diagrams and putting some plans together. And at top of the top of it all off, uh, the, pri- the the thing is different. You know, I I've worked at all kinds of companies. I worked in academia. I worked for financial companies and all types of Fortune 500 companies, pharmaceuticals. You name it, I've probably done it. You know, I've done. Uh, government sector, you know, DOD and other stuff. You know, if these really need security clearance. And, um, different dynamics. But one thing that's very distinct versus when you work in a privately held company versus a publicly held company. Privately held company, you know, the CEOs, the owners, they tend to be a lot more hands on, sometimes to a detrimental level. My CEO is no, no different. Um, he's barely around. But he's always making decisions, uh, you know, remotely. And he has several companies that he runs. And he just doesn't trust his executive staff, myself included, senior leadership, you know, um, to do their job. And he gets in the way of the job. So he makes these deals on the golf course or having dinner or whatever, you know, at business functions. And, you know, there's this one company out here. And I'm just going to throw their name out there. They're... They're 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 like a a Robert Half or a Pinkerton. I'm trying to think of the big outfits. Uh, I can't think. Uh, what are the big consulting firms in IT now? I can't even think of them now. But just think, you know, if you've been around the circuit, you at least recognize those two or one of those two. But they're like though they're that they're like big guys for the side. Like they're huge for Georgia. But I look at the, what they do, and it's just shitty services, you know, one-size-fits-all solutions. They spend so much time aggressively marketing and selling. Their CEO did not ever stop selling. And I shut him down so many times, he finally, you know, went over my head because he's friends with our CEO. Finally wore him down. And our, and, and our CEO, you know, forced us to, you know, basically go with this thing he just signed. Freaking... Security services, you know, a, a risk assessment. Just for a risk assessment, right? I had a company. I got buddy-buddy with them. They hooked me up. I did really thorough work. They did a full audit. They did external, internal scanning, you know, port scanning, vulnerability scaling, stress testing, um, user account audit, um, you know, uh, packet sniffing. Freaking, um, they, they looked at things from a policy perspective, BYOB, um, incident response, um, you know, uh, organizational uh, risks, how, how everything's structured, you know, uh, 
uh, from an organizational perspective, um, you know, everything. And they gave us solutions. Uh, and, and it wasn't just like an ups, a hard upsell. You know, say, hey, you could try this. This is probably, if you could go with any of these things, I probably would focus on these couple of things first, right? Rather than say, you need all of these things or you're going to be, you're going to blow up. They're really honest about it. Say, hey, you're not really at a huge risk. You're better than most companies we've audited. You're in a really good place to take care of, of the really important stuff. Password policy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Really just came up to the basics, you know, the things that people take for granted. Physical security. And if they worry so much about firewalls and fucking IPS, you know, uh, you know, all this, you know, NACs and uh, SIMs and all this stuff to secure your network. But they don't think about the most important thing, your physical security. How, you know, are your freaking server rooms locked down? You know, how easy is it for get people to get to your switches? You know, are people uh, sharing their passwords and other credentials, you know, with other people? You know, it comes up to organizational and, and, and physical issues almost... 90% of the time, how's the social engineering so big? Are people clicking on links? Can they think uh, they see a cute cat video? Huh? You know, shit like that. Anyway, if you're not running virtualization, you can run 10 year old servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. Uh, if you want to run several instances off of one computer, off of one server, now you need some really hardcore servers. But that's a whole different discussion. Um, and VMware is pretty demanding. From from what I've seen, Zen Server, I think you know, open source is more more uh, flexible. But you know, the standard is kind of VMware. Everyone kind of uses VMware because you know, it's where the market that's where the market share is. Anyway, um, so yeah, we you got this damn signed fucking thing, and I'm laughing at it because we we bought we, we knocked it down to the original. They wanted to charge like 15k just for a fucking risk assessment. We knocked it down to about 8k, but even then. For a fraction of what they what they're charging us now, we got you know three or four times worth of the work and value from another company for a fraction of the price. You know, about a third of what they're charging, if even that, even less than that. So it's just ridiculous. So, you know, it's like now I gotta waste my time fucking hold these hand the hands of these babies. So you know, I go through fucking CAS controls and NSID and all this shit. All these questions and answers, and basically open up my butthole just so he know what we already know. An audit is worthless if it reveals what you're already aware of. An audit should only take place at, at regular intervals after you've had time to address the issues. This is like a, it's like a food inspection, you know. It's just it's a dipstick to make sure you're on track. But if you had had the opportunity to implement that stuff, then it's worthless. All all you're doing is just Wasting time and resources. Yeah, VMware is the Adobe of this space. Fucking expensive, and they, they're the king of the castle. So that should had me pissed the fuck off. You know, and, our v- and you know, my, I was talking to our VP, and uh, we've developed a good relationship, and he said, you know, I know it's pissing me off too, but, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles, and I just, I couldn't fight this one. And I said, well, fuck. And I said, you know, if we give them, if we throw them any more bones... They, they're going to get a, keep trying to edge themselves in. And, you know, you don't want a lot of hands in the batter. I have a very specific vision of, of how I want to improve our environment. And we got all these dick, you know, Tom, Dicks, and Harrys getting their hands and stuff. We're going, we're starting to go back and backwards, you know. I started finally implementing uh, standards. We have these kind of layer 3 switches, these this kind of cabling, you know. 
<laughs> you do not need to pick your battles. Hmm. You do not. I mean, I do not. Oh yeah, that's true. Take out all the battles. <laughs> well, you know, it, this is what I'm doing with that whole business. Is I'm just gonna fucking put it off for as long as possible. Say, look, we got shit we got going on, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and button up all the things that I know are wrong, and then when they fucking come around. <laughs> As a VP, it's your job to not kowtow. Kowtow? What? Explain. I'm a little inebriated right now. And feelings are bubbling. Surrender. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's just, uh... Haven't heard that phrase used in a while. Caught me off guard, brother. The, um, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a pushover, right? And he, and I gotta say, RVP, he fights a lot. This is one thing he should have fought on. It's a waste of my time, because I'm, I, I'm the director of IT, and, you know, I, I the networks and security, that's my, that's my wheelhouse, you know, and so something that I have ownership of for someone who's not an IT person to make a decision like that, pissing me the fuck off. It's undermining, and it makes me feel like I wasted a lot of time moving things in a certain direction. It's fucking busy work, you know. And this is the shit I got so much shit to play. I'm not really get this done. Just, just when I start making good headway, it's like, hey, let's do this really useless thing because you know these out when you outsource, these people are not do not work independently. You know what? Really, a lot, a lot of the smart consulting firms, what they do is they let they find a way to get you the people to work, and do all the heavy lifting, and then they take the credit and collect their their pay. That's the real bullshit of it all. You know, and a fucking assessment for Pete's sake. What a fucking waste of money. That's money that should be going to my bonus check. Fucking ridiculous. It's it that, it, but you know, nothing new. I'm just venting. This is the world of IT, politics and crap. It's just funny, you know, when I come up with a, with a proposal, hey, this is how much it's going to cost us. You know, it's a, it's a $30 job, but I found a way that we can get it done without really cutting corners for around 23 You know, if we, if we, if, and if we skip out on this, we could bring it down to around 17 k You yeah, you have six WAPs here. Can we do it with two? That's where we, where we decided to save money. But then it's like, hey, cybersecurity. I heard on the radio. It's a big thing. We should go. Let's just throw money on it. Oh, my Lord. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway. In other news, I've been playing uh, more board games again. I have to say I really uh, recommend. And I got to say, too, I'm glad I'm not in that position anymore. Because I was kind of serving the role where I was the everything IT, and now I had the VP helping out with that. So that was kind of my role, eh, and now I don't have to do that part. So I don't have to deal with much with the politics and get insulated for the stupidity. But our CEO still bugs the shit out of me. And I still report to our COO, who's really the CEO when a uh, when CEO is not around, which is most of the time. But 
Anyway, I get installation from that kind of stupidity. You know, the cost of throwing shit on, on, on their plates. Like, Jesus, can I... Just let me do my job. Get out of the way and let me do what I know needs to be done. Not what you think needs to be done because you heard some buzzwords from someone over dinner. I tell you, uh, this company, man, EDTS, it, if you ever go to their website, it, 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 as a, a self-respected IT person, you can see the bullshit a mile away, listing all the certifications. Like, ah, I, I wipe my ass with certifications. I've had all those certifications then some. You know, when it comes, at the end of the day, I give two shits about your certifications. You know? But these guys, if they spend so much time fucking selling, you know, I'm like, damn, they must, they must spend 80% of their, of their time and 50% of resources just freaking putting out, hanging up banners at parks and at big events and put, and radio spots. I mean, they have the radio spots playing three or four times an hour. It's fucking crazy. And, and, and this, their CEO, yeah, I'm calling you out, Charles Johnson. You fucking need to turn off the switch sometimes. That shit's, you know... The only th- when you're that aggressive with people, what you, the only thing you're going to do is have a bunch of customers that, that regret their decision. You should just educate the customers. Say, hey, you know, give them options. And don't be that pushy. Sure, you might get a lot of business that way, but it's all going to be short term. And I guarantee, you know, companies like that only survive... When they work with people that have no IT people whatsoever, no 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 subject matter expert internally, so they just go for whatever. Oh, yeah, they said you know we should invest in stocks and bonds. So that's what we're doing. So what does your um, what does your VP of uh, finance say? We don't have one. Uh, your CPA? Eh, we outsource all that. Oh, good good stuff. So you're just letting the vultures come in. You have to have mercy. You have you have to have some knowledge on the inside. Someone that's truly vested in your business. You know that that cares about that shit because they're part of it. You know. Anyway, so yeah, board games. Uh, I got Suro. As I mentioned last time at, at the during Free Comic Book Day, that's a fun game. Really simple, tile based. You build mazes on the fly, and everybody's forced to. All the dragons are forced to fly on the paths right in front of them. And if they fall off the board, they die. And the last person to stay on the board wins. Very simple. Very easy to get into. It's good for really all ages. They say, it's, it says 8 and up, but really, you know, you know, I think 6 and up. If you got a smart enough kid. Um, I was playing my grandkids, and they picked it up no problem. Heck, they picked up, uh, one of them picked up King of Tokyo. I think she's a, she might be a gaming wizard. She just naturally has a, affinity to it and kids are a lot more involved because you have to understand what the cards do and you know how to manage your resources and 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 and, you know how to really pay the dice you know because if you just go you know you can't just always attack you can't always just build up resources you have to kind of feel what your risk is and 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 go for it sometimes you know or 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 not so can you talk you talk is dope haven't played that yet it's and it's really simple if you play zombie dice, it's kind of like that. Or really, all the dice games are pretty similar. Even Yahtzee, you know, it's like one of those things where you you have X amount of rolls and you keep the things you like and hope that you can get a set of something. You know, so in King of Tokyo, if, if you get numbers, you get three or more, you get those points. Well, if you get three, you get those the points you get on the dice, and then for every other instance you get that of that number, you get the same those that amount on. So if you say we get 
four dice with three points on them, you get three plus three. If you get five, then it'd be three plus three plus three, and so forth. And you get first person twenty points wins. There's a lot more to it because you get cards that uh, have instant effect, those are discards, or they have, or ones that are persistent. Yeah, they're called keepers, and there's all kind of crazy stuff that happens. And now we just got um, the one of the expansions to it. That adds evolutions and, and power-ups for the creatures. So they have passive abilities and stuff. And every monster you, ch- you choose has more of a dynamic to them. They're more... The, the monsters you choose actually make have a difference. It's not just aesthetics, you know. They all have different things they could, they could do. So that's going to be interesting. I haven't tried it out yet. But uh really fun game, man. You know, it's quick setup. Uh, you could play anywhere from two to, uh, what is it, eight players... And, uh, you know, it's very easy to learn, but, you know, there's, there's a learning curve in terms of, ma- in terms of the mastery, but the, ma- the the games, you know, when you have, you know, a few players, two to four players, they're usually pr- over in about a half hour, 45 minutes, depending on how fast you are, um, it's about in line with what they say, I haven't played with a lot of players yet, but I'd be curious to see, I, I would love to see what it would look like with, like, you know, eight player battle royale, that'd be pretty dope, um, so those are my board game recommendations. And, uh, let's see. Anything else? I feel like there was something big that I wanted to discuss that was on the news. So I talked about, I talked last week about the Twitter security breach. So if you use those passwords from Twitter, anywhere else, you, you know, you may want to change it just in case. Um, oh, man, there was something else. Big that happened this week. I don't remember now. Yeah, so Twitter, yeah, Twitter was storing passwords in their log file. Fucking amateur hour. It's hard to find good help. It's hard to find good help. I tell ya. That's kind of the theme for the past uh, several weeks, really, for me. It's like, I, you know, people make decisions. Hey, this this is easy. Let's commit to this. Like, great. Well, uh, you should have asked uh, the IT folks how we can support that. That's another thing, you know. The business developer people, the sales people, you know, people making the deals always overcommit. It's like, yeah, we got it. We are negotiated a sound dollar implementation cost. Uh, yeah, that would not cover even, uh, you know, Five percent of what needs to be done, so we're gonna eat the cost here. Yeah, Equifax did the same thing. I read it. Yeah, it's crazy the shit we take for granted. So like, yeah, people, you know, delete their accounts a lot of shit. If you're not using shit, you know, having all these accounts floating around, it's kind of scary shit. But a real lesson is, don't use the same password for your bank or anything that's really important that you do for like social media sites. That's the simple rule of thumb. That's that's, that's it. Uh, uh, hmm. There's something else I was gonna I was gonna talk about before I wrapped up. Shit. It's fucking humid as hell. You know, don't use the same passwords. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, but I think the average person has the capacity to remember. Three to five passwords on rotation. The good, like, strong passwords. And I don't mean, like, just, oh, I just added two different numbers at the end of it. But it's the same password I use everywhere else. No. That's 
that doesn't count. But um, but yeah, I think uh, having people memorize ten to fifteen passwords, and if you have to write them down at that point, then you, you defeat the purpose. You know, well, that's why two-factor authentication is so important. Because you ha- give yourself another layer. Uh, each password I use is site-specific and a small sentence. Hmm? That's a good. That's a good thing. If you have a, a mnemonic device, I think uh, it helps out. So, like, when they give you password hints, I like to think of a story, a narrative. But try to, not, but you have to do it in a way that it's not an English word. It needs to be some gibberish in there, but it's enough that it'll remind you of what you were thinking of at the time. And uh, if you use a very complex password, like the more complex password would be for things you use more often. But if it's something you don't use as often, it shouldn't be as complex. But those are going to be harder passwords to be. Huh, was it a sort uppercase, lowercase here? Did I put a bang or an ampersand? Was it two of them or three? Ah. <laughs> ah. That's a pretty good one, yeah. Yeah, so something you could take. You know, left is important too, uh, mixed case. Yeah, I don't think I get it to this. We get, we'll get it to another IT rant. <laughs> I guess it's all I got. Uh, tomorrow week is coming up, isn't it? I think next uh, next weekend. So yeah, barbecue time. So it's been so freaking humid the past few days. We went through like a really dry heat wave here in Georgia, and um, now now it's been humid and like just raining, which is good. We needed that rainfall. But the humidity is just nasty. It's just like, I, I feel like just peeling my skin off, you know? But, um, it feels nice outside, but like that humidity lingers inside, you know? No bueno. <laughs> Tech Help for Dummy Show. Covering, uh, one, one or two episodes cover all the basics for idiots. That could be a good series, yeah. Simple things you should, everybody should do. But did you know you can only replace a social security t- card ten times in your lifetime? So don't lose that shit. Guard it with your life. Nah, that's about all I got. Right at this moment. Yeah. I will go back to drink, you guys. Thank you for joining me for uh, this uh, rant session. And uh, get the metal one. Ooh. They have that now? That's a good option there. I need to get one of those. I still got the old old school paper one. Uh, see, you learn something new every day. Anyway, this has been uh, Yogizilla. <laughs> you can catch me at Yogizilla on Twitter, and uh, and Yogizilla on Xbox Live. That's about it. Daily these days, uh, I check everything else uh, here and there. Uh, kind of again working my ass off. This week's gonna be even crazy. I'm gonna be drawing some diagrams and process flows and all this kind of fun stuff. Plus, we're rolling out a new application server, and it's training, and... Oh, my lord, this never ends. Well, that's good, though, because that means that I, I have job security. Because literally, if they ever, like, fire me over something stupid, the place will burn down. Let me just burn down in a, in a blaze. 
you know, and then they'll eventually beg me to come back. Pretty confident in that. Though, no, then again, you know, this, never underestimate the stubbornness of uh, companies, you know. They'll let shit go up in flames just out of pride and won't bring people back. Then again, we brought back a manager that's a complete idiot. Useless piece of shit. We brought him back after two months, but now we have him, we brought him back at a, on a 1099 basis. You know? That's interesting. We don't, at, least, at least we're not fully invested in him. But yeah, I feel pretty confident in my uh, being indispensable. I, I, I do so much fucking shit well beyond my uh, job title. I'm freaking network engineer, programmer, um, app administrator, database administrator, fucking everything. It's fucking crazy sometimes. Then I have to manage my my vendors and my team members, you know. And it's funny because, and you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, it's really hard because, you know, with all the outsourcing, people are losing jobs." It's like, nah, trust me, that trend's gonna go the other way. People are plenty of tons of people are regretting that, you know. Can't like we said earlier, can't outsource everything. Anyway, this has been Horseplay Live episode two twenty nine. And uh, next week, hopefully, we'll be back on a uh, regular schedule. I don't know. I think I think I might just stick to Friday and Saturday nights because Thursdays just don't line up. I'm just so beat during the week. I'm like, ugh. And I don't want to do the show without some semblance of hype. I don't want to be like, you know, clear eyes. Is it clear guy? Clear eyes or Visine? I can't remember. Wow. Ben, with with uh, Ben Stey. Yeah, that's the name, right? Wow. I can't even do it now. You know. Don't want to be blah. Alright, folks. Out of here. Love you. Mean it. Bye.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.